Welcome to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin, here with today's co-host, chiropractor, Dula, wife and mother, Kristen Palacy. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. And congratulations. Thank you. All graduated now? Yes. Does it feel different? Yes. It does. (laughs) (laughs) It feels good. I still wake up sometimes thinking, oh my God, I have to study for the test. I didn't study. I didn't study. And then I wake up and I'm like, oh, that was 20 years ago. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about postnatal fitness with a renowned expert. In addition to earning a degree in kinesiology, a minor in dance, and her master's degree in corporate fitness. That's right. We have nothing in common. (laughs) It's true. Today's guest holds advanced certifications in yoga, personal training, pre- and postnatal fitness, and group fitness, and has been teaching health and wellness for over 20 years. Her inspiring and unique classes have been featured on networks such as ABC, NBC, Fox, Univision. Hallmark and Lifetime, Desi Bartlett, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm it's so happy to be here. So nice to meet you in person. Great to meet you finally. We've uh, we were talking earlier about so many clients we have in common, and they rave about you and your classes. Likewise. And I already feel like I should work out just sitting across from you. <laughs> so whatever it is, you have some kind of magic. I love it. <laughs> um, you do. There are a million things we can talk to you about. Today, we want to zero in on postnatal fitness. Mm-hmm. And in the first portion of the podcast, talk about things you can do during pregnancy to sort of set yourself up for a good postnatal transition from a physical fitness perspective. And then in the second portion, to talk more about once you've had the baby, how you can start to go about getting your body back. Wonderful. So... Let's talk about fitness during pregnancy. I mean, sometimes I see, in terms of weight gain alone, a giant variation. There are women who are very healthy and gain 20 pounds, and women who also kind of eat well and still exercise and gain 60 or 65 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, is, are there certain things that you can do during pregnancy to, to affect that? And to what extent do we care? Meaning if you're eating healthy mm-hmm. and you end up gaining 40 or 50 pounds, is that terrible? In- no, it's not terrible. It it really depends on your body and your structure and you know, are you are you carrying one baby? Are you carrying multiples, etc.? Um what what I look at very often is, you know, what what's your lifestyle and are you eating in a healthy way? And if you're eating in a healthy way that's um not excessive, for example, then whatever weight your body needs to gain, it will gain. And if that's a little bit more than me, if that's 10 pounds more than me or 10 pounds less than me during my pregnancies, great. You know, I'm I'm not here to tell you you should only gain 25 pounds. And it isn't only about weight. It's about posture and feeling good from the inside out. Mm -hmm. So when I'm looking at women, I want to talk to them and really find out, like, how are you feeling? Are you are you tired? Are you nauseous? Can can we start an exercise program? And if we can, let's start in a really gentle way so that you feel empowered and you feel excited. And so usually after I, I find out the medical history and I know that they have the clearance from the doctor, then we get into the reasons um, why you might want to exercise. So we talk about the benefits. You know, it is a little bit easier to lose the weight after you've had the baby if you exercise during. During it's pregnancy. Been, yeah, exactly. It's been associated with um, shorter labor and delivery. I very rarely run into somebody who doesn't want that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, easier recovery, especially pelvic floor recovery after you've had the baby is a little bit easier if you've been doing your pelvic floor work throughout the pregnancy. And um, most recently, there's a lot of studies about, you know, benefits to the baby as well. Anytime that you have those feel-good chemicals that are being produced by the body from exercise, that's 
being shared with the baby. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. You Do you love to work out? Yes. Did you always love to work out? No. Did you used to hate to work out? Hmm. I never hated it. It okay. just took a long time for to, for me to completely fall in love with it. How, how did that come to be? <sighs> Daily ritual and staying committed to it and making sure that no matter what, I, I did a little bit every single day. And every day I discover something new in it. So whether I'm going for a walk or I'm going to the gym or I'm going to yoga, there's always something to discover in the physical body that leads to more knowledge of the emotional body and the mental body. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in the gym and there's a really heavy weight and I'm trying to push and I'm like, really, why do I want to do this? And then I think about Oh, I have a 50-pound toddler at home, Mm. (laughs) so I've got some inspiration. Now, can I take that physical strength and apply that to mental strength and and push through in other areas of my life as well? So I kind of take it beyond just the physical, and I I use the physical vehicle and the exercise as a method to get strong on every level. Wow. It's so much deeper than just the lifting weight. Yeah, for sure. I didn't realize that was possible. (laughs) Because <laughs> when I'm doing my Zumba, no, yes. I'm just, I don't really, that's not a sentence I should ever say. Uh, <laughs> what did you do to work out during pregnancy? Because you were, you're fitness oriented all your life. Yeah, I swam. Oh, oh swimming. Nice. You're a swimmer. I'm a swimmer. So. Yeah. And your baby was swimming, so you got to swim we together. Were, yeah, it was a really, really cool uh, experience for me. And I wasn't, I, I tried going to the gym, but I'm just not a gym person, so mm-hmm. I would like, kind of that thing, like you were saying, I was, I would, uh, how do I get myself there? So I just swam because that's what I liked to do. And I did some yoga Mm -hmm. and walked a lot. Those all sound really good and not too, like, crazy. You know, like things that anybody can do. Well, and I was in school at the time. So it was what I could do to be in between class. There's, Mm -hmm. like, a pool nearby so I could walk and then I could swim and then I'd come back. But chiropractic school is so challenging and demanding that it's probably um, really great to go for a swim and just clear your mind totally. Yeah. And then get back to memorizing, memorizing every little point in an anatomical structure in the body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Desi, so you, yeah. you mentioned nutrition. Um, do you do both with your clients? I do a little bit of nutrition, but I really defer to the doctors and the midwives most of the time, um, especially now with such fantastic doulas around. I know that they have um, really, you know, precise knowledge about all of the micronutrients and what's what's optimal for each individual client. Mm-hmm. Um, what we used to say, like way back when, I'm sure you remember, is um, eating for two. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so what I like to bring in in my classes is the idea of breathing for two. Oh. Or today I was working with twins, so I said, today you're breathing for three. Three. Wow. Yes. So sipping in more oxygen, imagining that you're drinking in the oxygen and feeling that moving, you know, through the through the cord, across the placenta, and oxygenating the babies. I wish that this was not audio right now. And then people can see the hand movements that you're doing, just the body movements that you're doing as you talk about it. It's really cool that it, now it's apparent to me that both with the movement of exercise and and the pushing yourself through exercise and nutrition, you're having a much deeper full body experience with it all, mind and body experience with it all than I think I've ever had. I'm like, I've never eaten a donut and moved that way until I know. <laughs> 
I can feel it bringing life to my body. Do you meditate? I just started meditating more regularly. I Mm -hmm. I used to do like little tidbits of meditation. Yeah. And now I do almost every day. um, Nice. For somewhere between five and 20 minutes. And have you ever done meditation in which you feel that um, creative energy moving from the base of the spine to the crown? Yes. That's what we invite in with the external physical movement. So I'll have women do things like circle circle the circle the upper body, circle the hips, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But I want to get back to what um, you were talking about with swimming and walking and yoga. And um, very often women will ask me, what's the best type of exercise that I, I should do? And my answer is always, whether you're pregnant or not, the best type of exercise that you should do is the, ex- the exercise that you will do. Right. So if you're in love with it, great. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. We did an episode on car seats, and she said the best car seat for you is the one that's going to fit your car and that you're going to use right every time. Exactly. Which is different for different people. Mm-hmm. But it's I've not, you know, 40-something years of searching around, I've not found the exercise that I will do. i got to keep searching. <laughs> it's there. But it's it not is. about me. I still haven't lost the baby weight. That's why I'm very excited about this episode. <laughs> I like also how it's an opportunity to help the mom connect with their baby, because sometimes oh, yeah. not all women, if it's your first one or, you know, that's mm-hmm. a, a hard time sometimes to have that first feeling of connection. So that's really interesting that you have them breathe and feel the baby and breathe for the baby. That's really interesting. That's the first yeah. time I've heard that. That's that cool. was how I started teaching this. So when I've been teaching movement forever, but during my first pregnancy, I would attend classes and I felt like Goldilocks. I couldn't find the right fit. Mm-hmm. Some classes were too intense. Some classes were too easy. And there was one class in particular in which in 90 minutes, the instructor never said the word baby. Oh. And I, I felt like I was leaving him out. <laughs> so I really wanted to be aware that when I teach that that we talk about the baby being inside and send our love and send our blessings in the first couple minutes because we want to respect that we have a roommate sharing this physical space. It's a roommate. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, space, yeah. um, so during pregnancy, once you, she feels good, once mm-hmm. she feels ready to exercise, yeah. are there specific exercises that – are helpful for the pregnancy and for the birth, as you mentioned. Uh, some studies link a shorter uh, labor and birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then specifically, if she's keeping in mind postnatal recovery, what are the things you can do during pregnancy to set yourself up for that? So you don't necessarily have to have a very long window of exercise to have the benefits. So very often I'll encounter folks that think they have to work out for 60 to 90 minutes in order to have the benefits. And you can actually have wonderful benefits with smaller windows of exercise more than once a day. So I like to suggest maybe go for a walk for 10 minutes in the morning Mm -hmm. because you're going to do that afterwards anyway. And then in the afternoon or the evening, then enjoy whatever your exercise regime is or vice versa. So what that's called in the world of fitness is a two a day. And um, you get something called, it's EPOC, it's the afterglow. You um, you have a extended window of caloric burn oh, wow. after you've worked out. So if I could get her even two windows, even workout? a 10 minute window. No kidding. Yes. Yeah. So I, I like to split it up a little bit and really get her in the habit of walking because, again, that's going to be something that's functional. Specifically, squatting is like my favorite. Really? Why? (laughs) Um, For labor and delivery. I find that 
women are um, told to do Kegels. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to do a Kegel. And when they come to me, all they're doing is they're contracting the PC muscle, and it's a very, very small movement. And as with any muscle group, if we move through a full range of motion, we're going to get strong at every angle. If we have a very small motion, we're only getting strong at the angles at which we work. So you're saying the Kegel's built into the squat? Exactly. Uh If I can have her stretch her pelvic floor all the way down on the bottom of the squat and inhale, imagine it stretching like, like a flower blossoming, and on the exhale, rise, and then at the very top, feel that extra little lift, then I'm going to give her more strength. Mm-hmm. I, I, I sweat hard when I'm doing squats. Yeah. It's like you don't realize – I don't realize that I'm recruiting that much muscle and working that hard. Yes. But even like after 12, 15 squats, I'm like, hmm. For sure. Have you ever heard the term inner unit? It's kind of like an exercise nerd term. Mm, no. Okay. So the inner unit refers to the pelvic floor on the bottom. Okay. The transverse abdominis around the side and the front, deep belly muscles, um, multifidus in the back, and then diaphragm at the top. So there's like an inner cylinder. Uh-huh. And we want all of these to work together in harmony. And the squat activates and recruits everything, all of them. which is why you're sweating. Oh, no kidding. I have been trying to work out like three to four times a year. A year, yeah. yeah. I don't always meet my goal. (laughs) I'm trying. What you've said actually that's going to be great for me is already, and hopefully our listeners too, is about the 10-minute piece because uh, I'll frequently talk myself out of a workout because I'll think I don't have enough time to get a meaningful workout. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but in my mind, the number 21 minutes has always been my minimum. Mm. Like if I can't do a 21-minute workout, it's just not worth it. I'll just eat more breakfast <laughs> So for 20, for 19 minutes. It seems also if they're in a smaller time, then after the transition becomes, then they'll do those exercises bef- like during pregnancy and then have more time to do it or maybe easier to conceptualize doing it after a baby too. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. interesting. I also love that you're talking about exercises that anybody can do anywhere with no expense, like yeah. squatting, Absolutely. walking. Um, swimming is a little more challenging. You got to get to a pool somehow. That's and true. Sort of weather dependent, but yeah. Um, and yoga is becoming more and more accessible. You know, there's so many different on-demand programs. You can get it at a very reasonable cost online. Do you have an on-demand program? I do. I'm Ooh. on Beachbody on demand. No kidding. And um, I've got six prenatal workouts on there. Wow. And um, two postnatal. And I think it's like nine bucks a month. And that gives you access to everything on that channel, not just me. There's uh, fitness and all nutrition, kinds of wonderful they things. They just launched a big nutrition exactly, program. Exactly. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I've been keeping track of that. But it's. Um, do you have things for dads and partners too? Um, I, I do in-person workshops, but I don't have anything online yet for dads and partners. But very often um, with mommy and me, I'll have the mom say, can I, can I bring my husband? And I realize – more and more, or my wife these days, like, I, I need to go beyond mommy and me. It needs to be family and me mm-hmm. because there's there's all kinds of different faces to family now, and I want to be more inclusive. Right. Are there contraindications during pregnancy, mm-hmm. specific contraindications to working out? Yeah, there's a lot that um, a woman's doctor can advise her about if she's got I never pronounced this right. Perhaps you can help me. Placenta previa? Yeah, mm-hmm. previa. Okay. Yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we need to be aware if there's high blood pressure, if she's high risk for any reason. They told me I was high risk with my first baby because of my age. And um, 
a very wise doctor said to me, you did not turn high risk the day after you turned 35, Mm -hmm. and you're already really healthy. So don't just go by the guidelines. Make sure that you're speaking to the woman as an individual. But we do want to make sure that any kind of high-risk indication, previous um, loss of pregnancy, et cetera, that that we take that into consideration and perhaps she needs to work with someone Mm one-on-one to keep her safe. That's a good point because you see people all the time who are 30 years old in terrible shape and Mm -hmm. we're worried about the health. Right. And people who are 45 years old and in great shape and not worried about the health. But that number is just a factor among many. Exactly. In the overall picture of health. Um. Okay. So if a woman wants to know if she's high risk or if there's specific factors that should prevent her from exercising for any reason, something that she can check out is uh, ACOG, American mm-hmm. Congress of Obstetrics and Gynecology. Yeah. There's a list of contraindications that include things like um, you know, heart condition, et cetera. So she can, she can double check herself if she wants to know. What about pushing? If you're healthy and feeling good, don't have mm-hmm. contraindications, pushing yourself during pregnancy uh, with your workouts. Sometimes mm-hmm. people get motivated because yeah. it's a new chapter and they want to start, let's say, lifting weights and and pushing their bodies harder. Are these things yeah. that you can help with during pregnancy? So the general rule, and it's not a one-size-fits-all rule, but the general rule is if you weren't doing it before pregnancy, pregnancy is not the time to start, especially in terms of intensity. So let's say that you were just a walker. It's not time to go sprint, (laughs) for example. Um, But can she start to increase her strength a bit? Yes, for sure. We want to monitor things like her heart rate, make sure that she's not gasping for air. I'm going to look at her face and make sure that she can still have a comfortable conversation and she's not turning bright red. And um, in in those safe conditions, can she start to increase her strength and the intensity a little bit? Yes. I'm very, very middle of the road and very balanced and like that Buddha, you know, middle way when it comes to fitness, especially with pregnancy. I don't um, suggest that you lay on the couch for nine months, nor do I suggest that you go, you know, to boot camp. Mm -hmm. Find the middle way that works for you and your baby. That sounds great. I love your approach. Me too. And so many levels. It's just different than what I'm used to. Like when you go into one of those muscle gyms and just pay a trainer to push you a little bit, they're never talking about the the big picture. You're, you have like this very holistic approach to, um, to physical fitness. I grew up health. with yoga and um, not necessarily asana. I grew up with meditation and mantra and um, this whole idea of being connected. And so if my physical vehicle is what's going to allow, you know, my spirit to soar, then I got to keep this in shape Mm -hmm. so that I can let that rise. I mean, just it makes a lot of sense. And especially when you're <clears throat> when your body's already strained in in ways that you're not used to during mm-hmm. a pregnancy, um, to go the extra mile to keep it fit and healthy. Yeah. Because um, I do see a lot of your clients actually who feel great at the end of pregnancy, mm-hmm. and nobody believes me when I say that. And they're always they just I'll be like, hey, how are you doing today? I feel great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Really, I feel bad about myself. Okay. No, no. <laughs> a lot of it, I, I think, though, has to do with posture. And um, what a lot of what I teach is safe core work, and not everybody teaches that during pregnancy because it sounds scary. Like, how the heck are you going to work your core during pregnancy and, and keep that safe? But just the idea of working the core as a stabilizer so that 
as the belly pulls forward, as the baby starts to grow forward and you get a more pronounced curve in your low back, that lordotic curve is putting pressure. If I can keep that low back super strong and maybe just take away, I don't know, two, three degrees of that curve, then she's like, hey, I don't have any back pain anymore. Exactly. And so sometimes people accomplish that with a with a artificial support band in the front lifting things up, but it's yeah. obviously much better if you can do it from the inside out. Exactly. We want to get that inner inner corset active. The inner corset. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great uh, term to take a little break on. And we can all <laughs> we can all ponder about our inner corset. Our inner corset. Yes. <laughs> um, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with Desi Bartlett on the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Berlin, and I want to talk to you about something that is close to my heart, literally, omega-3. It's a crucial nutrient that's sadly overlooked. With 95% of women deficient, Needed, the supplement brand I trust, created their brand new omega-3 soft gels. Designed by perinatal experts, they support you and your baby's well-being from fertility to pregnancy and beyond. Unlike other brands, Needed's Omega-3 is sustainable, pesticide-free, and third-party tested for purity. Plus, my favorite, it has a milder taste and smell, perfect for sensitive mamas. Don't wait. Visit thisisneeded.com and use code BERLIN to get 20% off your initial order. Experience the needed difference, consciously crafted for your health and the planet. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. We are continuing our discussion of postnatal fitness and inner corsets with (laughs) Desi Bartlett. All right. So now we've had the baby. um, Mm -hmm. And, of course, there's a million different ways the the baby could arrive. um, Sometimes at home, at hospital, vaginally, um, unmedicated, medicated, cesarean, or abdominal birth. Uh, And, you know, it seems overwhelming. In a lot of different ways, there's a big learning curve on everything from how to feed the baby, how to change the baby, care for the baby, what the cries mean, sleep. Um, mm-hmm. And then at some point, you're going to want to start to get your body back in shape as well. So when and how does someone start to approach that? I like the idea of starting with deep breathing and activating the inner corset, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. activating the idea of you know inhaling and finding expansion and then exhaling and drawing everything in towards the midline. And if you can just start to breathe the first few days and just kind of wake up those muscles a little bit, we don't want to push them in any way. And in fact, if you get too, for lack of a better word, frisky with exercise too fast, Mm -hmm. then it can cause some problems. So I want her to ease back into it. Next, walking. I love walking. We, We all do it anyway. And wearing your baby if you can. You know, God doesn't hand you a, a 50-pound baby. <laughs> you have a, a 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11-pound baby, whatever. And then as the baby grows, there is um, an adaptation response. And as baby puts on weight, we get stronger and stronger. So if we continue to hold that baby and walk with the baby on us, we're going to get stronger and stronger, and the resistance is going up each week. It's funny that you said that because as a dad, my kids, when they get a little bit older, like a year or so, 
Um, they love when I bench press them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. My and husband does that. Every couple of weeks, they're heavier. <laughs> and <laughs> it's just like, like hey, what's so this? Strong. Look at this oh, pec sure. muscle starting sure. to pop out. Where'd that come from? Uh, so they're perfect. I mean, then when they, when you they get too heavy, you just have another one, right? And start over. Yes. Start over. <laughs> like a different muscle group. Now I'm bug pressing. I teach an outdoor class, and it's kind of cute because there's a gentleman who's a trainer who's next to me, and he's working out with a guy, and he's got a medicine ball. And then I'm over on the other side of the park with my ladies with their babies. And this guy is grunting and sweating and and squatting and lunging with his medicine ball. And this medicine ball is 15 pounds. Mm -hmm. And I just point out to the mommies. I'm like, okay, look over there. (laughs) How much does your baby weigh? (laughs) So they're very, very strong. And it's done in such a pleasant way because you're bonding with your baby. You know, if you're squatting your baby and then pressing them up into the air and going, then they're like laughing and smiling and it, it's such a good feeling. That's the problem. The medicine ball never has that kind of reaction. It doesn't, you know. You know? <laughs> it's dead weight. You can have an invention. I love there that you, you also started talking about the breathing from day one because it's an emotional transition for many women and um, that kind of breathing and meditation kind of signals to your body. You get you get all the mind-body benefits of that in addition to just exercising the muscles a little. Yeah. Um, starting to release the endorphins and the encephalins and, and probably combating some of the blues that would you would naturally feel at that time. Very much so. And posture, again, can, can help with that. If we do something as simple as take the arms overhead and take a great big breath in, it takes us out of this like hunched over, oh, goodness, I'm so overwhelmed posture mm-hmm. where we're kind of um, caving and collapsing into ourselves. So something as simple as a, a great big good morning stretch and lifting up and looking to the sky and maybe saying, oh my goodness, yay, I just had a baby, thank you, that it just lifts, it lifts our spirits. So during pregnancy from a chiropractic perspective, we see a lot of low back, hip, pelvic, sciatic, and then after the baby comes, it be, kind of moves its way up to yeah. mi- middle back, upper back, neck. We call it mommy, mommy neck arm. and mommy back mm-hmm. and mommy arm. Yeah. Uh, but everything is just down, feeding, changing, bathing, dressing. It's all like hunched over and down with a weight. Yeah, I call that baby adoring pose. Baby adoring pose. <laughs> yes. And so um, <laughs> that's really cute. What I teach my mommies is to have an external cue. And it can be something as simple as your phone ringing or a car horn honking. And every time you hear that external cue, sit up tall. Hmm. Draw your shoulder blades together. I just got. I just adjusted myself. Me too. (laughs) Thanks, Desi. Um, Are are there different recommendations for somebody after a vaginal birth versus a cesarean birth? Yes. um, Cesarean usually takes a couple weeks in addition to the four weeks. Um, At four weeks, we're checked. We go see the OBGYN or the midwife, and they they let us know that everything is healing as it should be or not. Mm -hmm. They may or may not give us exercise clearance at that point. And um, cesarean is usually a couple weeks longer of Mm -hmm. healing time because it's major abdominal surgery. So we want to make sure that everyone is healed in the way that they should be. Once the woman returns to exercise, there's the, help me again with pronunciation, is it lochia, the blood? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a a bit of blood that is released by the body, and if you see that the blood is getting thicker in flow or darker, you've exercised too much. Oh, that's an interesting marker Mm -hmm. to be aware of, to look out for. Um, But even in terms of the recovery, the the type of 
trauma, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. is different from the two different modes of birth. So, oh, yeah, for sure. So I have women who jump back into class and they say, I want to get my abs back, but they just had a cesarean and there's numbness and they can't even feel what's happening. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that I need to do is go um, dig in there, for lack of a better word, and, and check, you know, is there separation? Is there diastasis, diastasis, tomato, tomato. The rectus abdominis separated at all. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the way that I explain that to the mamas is if you are laying down and you see a little bit of tenting in the abs, Mm -hmm. then you probably need to be checked. Mm -hmm. And then so do you have a repair protocol for bringing that separation back together? On Beachbody. You do on Beachbody. <laughs> I do, I do. There's a um, diastasis workout on there so that you can start to feel that inner corset. I think we need to market that, don't inner we? Inner corset, yeah. yeah. It's good. And, um, <laughs> billboards. And start to have that, that feeling of everything coming back together. And so the way that I explain it to mommies is like feel your ear and the cartilage in your ear. Mm-hmm. And that's typically what the um, connective tissue in the abs feels like. The, okay. It's called an aponeurosis. Um, it, that's typically what it feels like. If you have the separation, it feels more like the skin in your cheek. Oh. Like mushy. I think of the separation. <laughs> you could. Anyone could have Mushy. One. And then we measure with fingers <laughs> how many fingers width there is, et cetera. But to your point, men can also have it. A diastasis, yeah. As yeah. can babies. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. They're all born with them. They're all born with them, and they start to close. And if they don't close within, I think it's the first six months, then sometimes they have it yep. until it's treated until later. Until they get a beach body. <laughs> beach, beach baby. <laughs> yes. Beach baby? <laughs> beach baby. Beach baby. Yeah. Are there um, specific exercises that uh, – to avoid in in the post for everybody, that's just not a good idea. Yeah, again, I don't let them get too frisky with um, deep abdominal work in the sense that they're using full range of motion with the legs extended. So if you're laying down flat on your back and then you take your legs to the sky and you do leg lifts, mm-hmm. it's simple physics. The longer the lever, the more work there is. I see. So if I put that much of a load on them right off the bat, they're going to say like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get my abs back so fast. No! Well, they'll probably end up in our office. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're going to create an imbalance where we might increase the separation if there's already a separation there. Please go to someone who is educated in this so that you can start off with smaller, more mindful movements and bring everything back to the midline in a, in a more integrated way. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you started with very basic breathing, but yeah. powerful basic mm-hmm. breathing and then walking. Is there a step after that? Yeah. So during the walking, you can start to um, put the breathing and the walking together on your inhalation, feel the expansion on the exhalation, feel the corset, wear the baby. Yeah. Hmm. And now you've got your 15-pound baby on you, so that would be the next step. After that, I like to exercise with the baby. We do squats and into shoulder presses with baby. We do lunges holding babies. I mean, the baby's literally your your, weight. Your Mm -hmm. weight. Yeah. Um, I love that about you, that you have that. Because in in addition to other things, it's like when do you find time to work out since you're always taking care of the baby? But this is something you can sort of do together. You can do it together, and it it can get really expensive really fast to pay the babysitter and the personal trainer and take time off work. So put those, you know, three numbers together. It's pricey. Mm -hmm. So if you can do it with your baby – there's a I have a little pet peeve. I hate it when people say exercise when your baby naps. Really? 
Mm. No, nap when your baby naps. Right. <laughs> get it in if you can. You're, you're not going to get possible. much sleep. Yeah. And without sleep, right. it's hard to exercise as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's true. How was post? Did you get back to swimming? You have to wait a little while for that, anyway. Um, I have worked out zero. Oh, since the baby came. Yeah. Hey. Well, that's not true. I've done squatting. Welcome to my club. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I've been breathing. <laughs> a friend came since over. Since you had your baby, <laughs> I have been breathing. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. That's about it. So step one. I breathe. We're there. Well, and and I walk now. Like you know, I take walks, but to me, that doesn't feel like exercise. But it I is guess. exercise. It I know, is. but it doesn't feel. That's like step two. It's not like. What I'm used to doing. Because you're, yeah. you're sort of athletic yeah. before you had the baby. Right. So that's what I was like, that mental thing, right? I forget that that is exercise. But, yeah. And I squat with him because I have to, to nap. You to know? nap, yeah, yes. He was a squatter. Okay. Napper. Yes, yeah. A squatter yeah. napper. A squatter napper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't get him to nap unless I squatted. And it was and because my one yeah. friend came mm-hmm. like close after he was born uh-huh. and did it. Yeah. And then after that, he would never nap. So I would always like silently. I love it. Speak her name. You have cursed me. (laughs) 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 But I guess I should thank her. (laughs) Well, squatter napping is better than the adoring pose. Yes. Adoring baby pose. That's true. Definitely. I sometimes have our patients put a mirror in front of the uh, breastfeeding station so Mm -hmm. that they can see what's happening without, you know, hunching forward. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's not great for business because then they feel better. But, <laughs> but then they feel better. <laughs> but they feel better. So when I have um, women who nurse in class, I ask them to sit up tall like a queen. Mm. Oh, that's cool. And that that kind of helps and draw the baby to breast instead of breast to baby. It's, oh, that's also helpful. Yeah. Um, so when you get more advanced than that, I mean, mm-hmm. when the babies yeah. do get bigger, right? Then yeah. and you're getting more sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's time to work out without the baby. Mm-hmm. What are the next steps after that? Jump back into whatever it is you love, whether it's swimming or running or yoga. Um, again, the best exercise that you can do is the exercise that you will do. Mm-hmm. So if there's something that's already you know, kind of um, ignited your passion in terms of movement, great. If you haven't found it yet, then the single most – or the single um, – what's the best way to say this? If you want to exercise – and you want to stick with it, get a partner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the single most important factor in exercise adherence. I got it out. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> if we are accountable to someone else, then we're more likely to do it. And very often, um, mamas, we, we put ourselves last on the list. And, oh, I was supposed to exercise today. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But if we know that, you know, my friend Kristen's waiting for me at the gym, I'm going to go. It's a guilty factor. Yes. <laughs> I need to get guilty, I think. And it's true, though, because especially after, I mean, my son still doesn't sleep more than five hours, like, block at night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that sleep deprivation was the hardest for me personally. Yeah. So how do you help them want to exercise when they don't get sleep? There are going to be days when you have to let yourself off the hook mm-hmm. and and just take it easy and maybe just take a walk around the block with your baby. I, th- I think if I remember correctly, you need fi- at least five hours of continuous sleep in order to have REM. Yeah. And so um, if we don't have that, the body doesn't feel like revived Good. in any way, shape or form. There's a beautiful form of meditation called yoga nidra. It's yogic sleep and it lasts about 20 minutes and it leaves you feeling rejuvenated. How do you spell that? N-I-D-R-A. There's many um, forms of it on YouTube. <laughs> if you just put in Yoga Nidra, you can find lots of people guiding that. But you, so you're not moving? No. 
No, no, no. It's it's a very, very deep awareness. You're still awake, but it it's basically like guided meditation. So let me just take you through. Close your eyes. Slow your breath down. Bring your awareness to your heart. And we would go on like that for like 20 minutes. So imagine oh, how you good stopped. you feel, right? <laughs> I already feel relaxed. And boom. Yeah. That was like in five seconds you grabbed right? me. Right? Me too. She needs to make already. some yoga nidra. Yeah. Uh, well, that's very interesting. So that would help that with that because I think I don't mm-hmm. think I've gotten more than five hours of sleep in a year and three months. Yeah. Do you? Because yeah. you have a minor in dance. Mm-hmm. Is, first of all, do you have a particular genre of dance that you like? I love myself some Zumba. I cannot lie. I lived in Mexico for five years. Um, I do love (laughs) Latin dance, and way back in the day, I did two Latin dance DVDs. But I love to dance with babies. I used to be a big dancer. Really? Well, I've only danced twice, but I felt big both times. (laughs) (laughs) It was powerful. They have that that kind of thing. I think it's in Brazil and other places called, like, dancing the baby out. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Actually, I do remember both times I danced. It was this. It, that wasn't just a joke. It was my wife's birthday. She wanted to do ballroom dancing, so we did salsa, which up until then I always thought you ate. Um, <laughs> and it was we did a private salsa lesson, and nice. I have I have like not even two left feet. I have a left foot and somebody else's left foot. It's really <laughs> I'm not built to dance, and but it was so fun to do it with her when I wasn't stepping on her feet and making her scream. Um, <laughs> And I was sweating like a pig when it was over just from an hour of going through those moves. Woke yeah. up in the morning, couldn't remember the first step. But it was sort of funnish, and I was very yeah. sore in the morning. Second time, I did this crazy juice fast for 120 days. Oh, wow. And I lost like 110 pounds, and I thought, mm, now that I can see my toes, I should start moving them a little. And uh, we went to, just at the gym, to a hip-hop class. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, that looks fun. And um, they were just like, yeah, follow along, do the moves. And I was doing them, but then I caught myself in the mirror. (laughs) And I never felt so milky white in my whole life. I was just like not moving the way I was in my head and not the way anybody else around me was moving. So then I decided to not do hip hop anymore. (laughs) So sometimes, um, well, let me start with prenatal and then I'll get back to Latin dance in just a second. In prenatal, I'll very often have the mamas bring one hand to their heart and one hand to their baby. Mm. Close your eyes and dance with your baby. Mm-hmm. Envision envision the baby inside of you dancing. Or perhaps if you know that you're having a boy you um, or a girl even, you envision yourself having that first dance at their wedding. Mm. You know, there, there's That's different cute. ways to, to make it very sweet. And then after you've had the baby um, – if if dance is something that appeals to you, again, I like to dance with the baby. You can wear the baby and dance and mm-hmm. have a dance party, and they love That's it. That's probably so good for the baby. It's <laughs> so good for the baby. For yeah. the younger babies, you usually wind up putting them to sleep because there's mm-hmm. so much movement, and it's similar to that rocking that they felt when you were walking when you were pregnant. Mm-hmm. So it's like that cradle that kind of lulls them to sleep if mm-hmm. you're dancing a lot, which is fun. Yeah. Um, additionally, if you can get in a little bit of salsa or Latin dance, it's going to get your waist back really fast because it's every time you move your hips, it's like a side crunch. Hmm. And you, you have DVDs on mm-hmm. Latin dance? Yeah, yeah. I Nothing did. to do with pregnancy? No. Mm-mm. Just Latin. For exercise? Yeah, yeah. Really? It's hard. No, yeah, but I do it at home with, uh, with my wife and nobody's watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's fun to do at <laughs> home. Fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you can do it. You can do it with your wife. You can do it with your kids. Super yeah. fun. Dance party. Well, my kids actually. My my kids can dance. I love it. My girls, especially. They. I'm actually. I shouldn't say my girls. My kids can move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My nine-year-old, currently nine-year-old, is just so so beautiful on her feet. She moves nice. like in incredible ways. I have a nine-year-old uh, also. Just naturally. Hey, we Aww. get together and do a play date. Yay. Dance. Dance, dance, dance. Party. Dance party. <laughs> and then, so that was, uh, oh, so you're saying postnatally you can actually dance with the baby. Yeah, you can dance wearing the baby. You can dance holding the baby. You can dance if the baby's just watching you. It, it fills their face with delight. That's so fun. You have a degree in kinesiology. Mm-hmm. Do you use that in everything that you do? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. Can you talk a little bit about kinesiology and what it is? And it's not the muscle testing. It's not the same um, mm-hmm. that you you sometimes uh, encounter in different types of healing uh, in different offices. What I learned. Well, that's with, applied kinesiology. Yes, exactly. So um, I went very deep into biomechanics and exercise science, and my. Um, my professor just really led us through every range of motion possible. So let's say I want to lift my arm up in front of me from zero to 45 degrees. What muscles are active from 45 to 90? Are they different, et cetera? And um, whenever I'm in a yoga class or a fitness class or with a private client, I'm looking at the range of motion to see what's active and what might be asleep. And very often there are muscles that are just kind of like hanging out, a little bit lazy maybe. And so I, I like to educate them. You know, the, the function of the bicep is to bend the elbow. And then they're like, oh, <laughs> and, and just make it come to life. Because otherwise, if I'm just speaking Latin, like who cares? But also with that kind of understanding, you can create balance. So mm-hmm. if you know which muscles flex a particular joint and which extend it, then you can see if one muscle is st- – stronger than the opposing muscle that you have in balance and more likely to create an injury. Absolutely. And, um, and that's where we get into posture all the time because obviously during pregnancy, the abdominal wall is going to be stretched forward. The low back will be compressed. Right. Normally, if the woman was not pregnant, I'm going to have her do crunches and, and strengthen everything in front, but I can't during pregnancy. So in my mind, I have to go back to my education and how can I strengthen the abdominal wall in different ways and educate her and empower her so that she feels great throughout pregnancy and beyond. Oh, that's really great. You have such a depth on so many levels, the scientific side of kinesiology, the mind-body side of uh, yoga, which is obviously a strong foundation of your background. Um, And it's really refreshing to talk to you because normally – I hate talking to uh, fitness professionals. I mean, <laughs> do we sound like cheerleaders? You can do it. <laughs> well, there's a little bit of that, and it's just like you love it, and I I've never found anything about it that I can, except for feeling better, right? When it's all said and done, mm-hmm. never found anything about it that I can like sink my teeth into to enjoy the actual workout. All of my workouts are, are how can I distract my mind from the fact that I'm working out? You know, Netflix okay. has been very helpful. But okay, um, you watch movies while you yeah. I watch some sort of drama, even if it's terrible, just to like get lost in it and then Mm -hmm. be like, oh, good, nine minutes went by or, you know, just how do I get through my next nine minutes? Otherwise, every second feels like an hour. What's your favorite? What's your favorite thing in life? Activity or kids, your kids and wife? wife Yeah. Yeah. Would you exercise with them? So sometimes I do, but uh, I'm so out of shape compared to them that it's not, you know, it's hard to exercise with them. We, We like to go hiking together. That's perfect. 
Yeah. But we don't get to do it very often. So that's something I like to do because it's with them. We go to the beach mm-hmm. and ride up and down the beach together. Those things with the family are the best. Nice. But what I'm tapping into from you is go beyond the I have to do this, you know, to stay healthy so I don't have a heart attack or a stroke and die. It's um, it's like enjoy it. Feel, the, feel what it's doing to you in the moment. I don't know why nobody's ever said that in a way that made me feel like it's possible. But what our audience at home can't see is the way you move as you're talking about it and the way you feel deeply inside you. Um, the passion for what you're talking about. It's very cool. Thank you for saying that and saying that. Um, I'm, yes, that's what I'm all about. It's about the outer expression of internal joy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to move because because I feel good. And, right. and I feel good because I want to move. So it, it becomes a, a winning cycle. I'm going to tap into that. And I first of all hope you come back because we have so many other things that we can talk to you about and that you can share. I would love that. Um, But hopefully, we'll see. I'm going to start. Like I said, I've been meditating much more this um, over the past few months, Mm -hmm. even. And I feel so good just even meditating. Like it's sort of like yoga nidra. Yeah. Where I'm just lying in bed sometimes. I'll wake up at two o'clock in the morning. And I used to then be like, eh, let's just get on your phone, do some email, get some work done. Now I just sit there and meditate for 20 minutes and I feel amazing and then fall asleep. Oh, fantastic. So if you're open to it, you can also try walking meditation, Mm. perhaps on the beach. And and just with each step, if there's a mantra that, um, that just feels really good inside of you, you can work with that. It could be something as simple as peace. Mm-hmm. And so every time you take a step, peace, peace, and and just stick with it and, and walk the meditation. And then it, it feels like, oh, instead of like. Mm-hmm. And just knowing our patients postnatally, a mm-hmm. lot of them are kind of like me in this way where they want to work out mm-hmm. but really can't imagine working out. Yeah. So I think that that kind of step, like the breathing and the walking, then moving the walking together with the breathing and maybe baby wearing. And um, having a friend. And yeah. Get friend. the appointment. Yeah. Well, I do have a lot of friends on Facebook. <laughs> All right. Desi, where can we find you online? I know you said um, you're on Beachbody, mm-hmm. the subscription service. What else? Where Where are you? Yeah, I've got um, two separate websites. The website for mommies is called mothersintolivingfit.com. And the website for everybody else, so if dads or people who are not mommies yet, it's uh, desibartlett.com. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your wealth of not just knowledge but passion with me and with our audience. And Kristen, thanks for being here as well, as usual. Um, At home, thanks for listening to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. If you like our program, share us with your friends, rate us, and leave a comment in your podcast app. Be sure to visit us online for lots more pregnancy and parenting media at informedpregnancy.com. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a whole lot of questions for you. This kid's gonna test my will. I got a lot to learn and my brain.